Hey guys, just a quick message before we begin. We spoke in the podcast, which we recorded on Tuesday, about Brazil and Argentina. And since then, there's been some new information that's come out uh, when we released this podcast on Thursday morning. So please be aware that what we're saying about the Brazilian and Argentinian and most South American players has actually changed now. What is actually going on at the minute is that most of the South American teams are requesting that the players that didn't go away on international duty will be uh, not allowed to play for five days which is a, a normal ban if you don't send your player away on international duty for the right reasons. Um, that's being contested by the clubs and that's still up for debate. So please keep an eye on Ben Dinnery and other news resources to see what the updates are on that. Hopefully by the time this podcast goes out, you guys will know more than I do right now. So then, on with the podcast. Not so fantasy football. A loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not So Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and Rob. How you doing, man? I am fine. I am fine. Um, it's it's halfway. Not even no. It's more than halfway to uh, of the break of yeah. this really long it has felt extra long i feel yeah definitely although, although we haven't uh, had a lot of um things going on um not to mention the international games and some yeah. hilarious moments yeah in wanna, the south <laughs> you want to touch on those <laughs> why not i mean i think it's the most ridiculous thing we've seen yeah, uh, the past few years. So for me, there is a very it's a very difficult to work out where the blame is, and I don't personally think the Argentine Argentine football group are at blame. So for those people that don't know, uh, Argentina versus Brazil kicked off. Brazil uh, had a team that didn't include any players from the UK, and Argentina had four players from the UK in their team. Uh, and the quarantine regulations in Brazil state that if you come from the UK, you need to quarantine for 14 days. So that makes no sense for the Argentine players to go to Brazil. Um, so what actually happened was four or five minutes after kickoff, a bloke in glasses and like with a, some set of papers in his back pocket ran onto the pitch and confronted the players that shouldn't have been playing, that should be in quarantine personally. And then like a mass onslaught ensued. Lots of people came onto the pitch. The game paused. And Brazil, the national, the Argentine national team walked off. Brazil played a training match effectively, and um, there were no fans, so no one was really upset. But it's you know it's one of the biggest derbies in in world football, Argentina versus Brazil, and so many things must have gone wrong for that to have actually happened. The game was called off in the end. There are very very funny uh, things in this story. First mm-hmm. of all, from the Brazilian side, why did they figure out that? Four minutes after yeah. the game has started. They had the line an hour <clears throat> earlier, so they could have seen that those players are mm. players who play in, in the UK. So they, they would have known. This part is the Argentinian side because the players have signed documents that they haven't been in the UK the yeah. past week. I don't think the players have. I think the, the Football Association, I think the people have done it for them. I don't, I would not be surprised if, you know, some like assistant has just been like, yeah, we'll just say 
they can do it. Yeah, no worries. And then, you know, no one will have any problems with it. And yeah, so they've officially don't think they'll serve prison sentence, but it would be the most Tottenham thing ever to sign a brilliant centre-back and then for him to go into prison before he'd even played <laughs> in the Premier League. But no, it's... They it's are deported, not prison. It's, okay. It's deportation that they're not not uh, prison time. What I'm also wondering, if the if it's 14 days of quarantine, even the Brazilian players, why were they called? Because they, they they're exempt. If you're a Brazilian national, you don't have to quarantine going back to Brazil. It's if you're a foreign national going to Brazil, you have to quarantine. That's the deal. But the Brazilians weren't in, even in the squad. They weren't even in the selection. They were called in the national team, but they weren't uh, in the squad for the game, which means that they are not 100% exempt because they supposedly have to quarantine for some days. But it, it's, it's strange even for them because no one was there. Richarlison, Rafinha, Edison, um, Alisson, all of them were out. But I don't think they went. I don't think they're in Brazil. So are they going for the away game? Maybe, but I think the only ones that They have gone for the international call. Alisson definitely hasn't. Okay, I don't know. But but I know for sure Rafinha is missing the Liverpool game because he's coming back and will be in quarantine. He will be back for the... What's the, the following one for Leeds, but... Okay. Now let, let's link it to FBL. What we know from the uh, from the Argentinians, at least, because this this uh, thing with the Brazilians is is messy. I, I don't really uh, know yeah. for sure. Yeah. What we know is that Martinez and Buendia are sent back to the UK. Okay. Which means that they start their quarantine, I suppose, yesterday, today, whenever they arrived. Yeah. And they're missing the first fixture against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So they will be... This is the Everton thing I had in mind. Sorry, I, um, I talked about Leeds, but it's it's the Villa. Mm-hmm. They are going to be playing against Villa, mm-hmm. which helps if you were thinking of dropping them. It's just one game that they're missing for sure. Yeah. With the Tottenham players, it's different because they will be punished by Spurs as well. Yeah. But we're not that interested in them FBL-wise. No. So... What is really pressing is the Martinez, I think. I mean, Buendia, we probably got rid of uh, most of us uh, because of the tough fixtures coming. But Martinez was has a great ownership. And the news is that he's taking play, he's playing against Everton the okay. following week in game week four now. Okay. Yeah, I was under the impression that the Brazilian players don't need to quarantine because of the fact that they are Brazilian nationals. I don't know why they're not included in the squad, but I wasn't aware that they'd actually travelled. I was aware that the Premier League had said they shouldn't go. You know, the FA, the, the football associations have said that they shouldn't go. And I knew the four Argentinians had broken that and had said, we want to go, which wasn't a problem. But I think the reason why they're being fined is because they've broken the rules where they have gone, where they were expecting to go as long as they weren't breaking any rules. But they've now broken rules, so they need to be punished. But yeah, it's the Brazilian national team, the host nation of the football match has the responsibility to inform the participating nation of all of the rules and regulations And it needs to abide by. So either Brazil hasn't quite told Argentina what rules have changed, or they've told them that there is a rule change, but not specifically how the rules have changed. And Argentina have ignored the rules. And the Brazilian Football Federation and the South American Football Federation, which is Copperball, um, have just said, this is a FIFA matter. This is not our fault. 
And it's they are definitely, they're the ones that have the TV rights and they're the ones that wanted the game to go ahead. But for me, it makes no sense for Argentina to risk that match because they have won the Copa America. You know, they they are one of the best teams in, in South America. They are playing a weakened Brazil team that doesn't have certain players. They are So they could also play weakened, a weakened team and not break the rules. And there's no fans in the stadium at home. So Brazil don't have the sort of home fans advantage. So it makes no sense for Argentina to purposely go and break those rules. Do you know what I mean? It's a really weird situation. The second fixture, just to mention, because it's happening in uh, three days, it's the 10th of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's 10th of September because it's um, after midnight for us. Yeah. So it's Argentina-Bolivia. So it's a home game for Argentina. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't make sense why did they send them away mm-hmm. the two Martinez and Buendia they could have had them for this game because mm-hmm. it's a home they wouldn't have a problem with that anyway and then it's Brazil Peru mm-hmm. again a home game for Brazil so I suppose that that's why the Brazilians are staying for the second picture although it's not 14 days I don't know this is <laughs> messed up it will be worked out over the coming days but we'll eventually people We'll work out where the problems are and who's going to be punished and how they're going to be punished. But the the other thing is that there's no place for this game to be replayed. There's no like availability in the calendar because they are absolutely full, so they can't replay this game. So it looks so something's going to have to move. The fact that it it has been um, stopped, cancelled because of Argentina's fault, it automatically gives the win to Brazil. It's not Argentina's fault, though, because it's the fault can't be pinned on any nation because Brazil are the ones that are responsible for telling them about the rule changes. So that's uh, what you mean. Yeah, it's more so, of an understanding thing. If, if, exactly. <laughs> we've got. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a podcast for you about Sky Fantasy Football and our wild card, Yanis, and our team reveals. So let's go on to Sky. Let's do this. <laughs> let's start with Sky. Yes, Sky. Uh, one of the reasons I was so inclined of, of uh, hitting the wild card for FPL mm-hmm. was the fact that it coincides with the overhaul on Sky. Ah, so you could do all and of it at one time. The, the, the quality of breaking completely their team into pieces and building it again in mm-hmm. both games felt more comfortable than just having it in one. Yeah. So, um, for Sky players, uh, it's familiar, but for non Sky players, just to explain, the overhaul is kind of like a wild card that yeah. is asked of you to use right at the, at the same moment as the rest of the managers. So you don't have the choice of picking a different week. Mm-hmm. It happens now by the time that the first fixture starts on Saturday, which mm-hmm. I, I think it was um, Palace at 12.30. Yeah. The mm-hmm. overhaul, the same idea as the wild card. You completely change all 11 players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prices the good thing with Sky is that the prices don't change so you're not chasing for any uh, you know price rises or drops or being nervous about falls and therefore let's go to the the meat of of the thing mm-hmm. so, uh, what is really important uh, what I like with Sky is that it gives you those three weeks at the beginning mm-hmm. as a, as a period to kind of figure out how the season is going to go. Yeah. It's a, t- and that's why they don't matter that much. Mm-hmm. So your rank for th- the first three weeks is not that important. You shouldn't be discouraged if 
you see a rank that is not what you were expecting. What is important is to look at the fixtures. Here, fixtures are even more important. And mostly when they are planned, because you can choose a captain on each day, not each game, on each day that we have the fixtures. Therefore, uh, for instance, in the week coming, we've got, uh, where are we? We've got Saturday, Sunday and Monday fixtures. Therefore, you can have a captain for the Saturday the 11th. Mm -hmm. You can choose from, I mean, Man United and Man City. Eight uh, eight fixtures, yes. And then there's one on Sunday, the Leeds football. So you can pick one of a, a player from one of those two teams to captain. And then on Monday, we've got the Everton-Burnley. Mm-hmm. Again, a third captain. So those three captaincies are very vital because if you get them right, they double your points and you suddenly have a great advantage. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to be missing the single games, um, game fixtures. It's very, very important. Yeah, but e- exactly. So even if you don't get it right and you've got an Everton player, say you've got someone like Pickford or something like that, and Burnley score, it's not as bad, but you you would get like double two instead of getting double nothing. So yeah. that's why it's kind of important to have every game day to have someone on each game day, right? Yes. Be careful because this season there was a problem with the app mm-hmm. and the captaincy choice, the captaincy pick was only done on the Friday before the week, the game week. Yeah. So... You have to be on top of it. You have to be checking uh, just before the game starts to, to be ready and set your t- captains so that you don't miss them. Because I had a problem with the app. Uh, game week one, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I had captain uh, Salah mm-hmm. and uh, automatically changed and it, it made uh, a TAA as my captain. Yeah. And, uh, and it was quite unfortunate for me because Salah had a really good return. I would have yeah. had the double TAA kind of didn't have a big one so you have to be really careful on checking your captains which brings us on to the next single game day which is friday the 17th with newcastle versus leeds so that so i would assume that because we have the sunday fixture of leeds liverpool uh, and then the friday newcastle leeds these two fixtures kind of shout out that we need a leeds player yeah, a Liverpool player would have had anyway for Sunday. Yeah, but it's it's all good if you have a Leeds player, you getting advantage of two of those fixtures. Yeah, because then you can transfer them out for someone else because mm-hmm. transfers can be made from day to day. Yeah, so it doesn't be a transfer that um, applies for the whole game week. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the the most important thing is to manage those three to one fixtures, for instance. Mm-hmm. When you have there's there's a, a really interesting one, although the team is the teams are not very fun to um, get players from. So we've got uh, October the 18th. We've got Arsenal Palace on a Monday, uh-huh. and then on the Friday later there's Arsenal Villa. Mm-hmm. So we've got two single uh, games. Uh, Arsenal is in both. Yeah. So an asset from Arsenal would be a great pick. For those, those two days. fixtures, yeah, no one else playing. So if you've got a player, you captain him both times. Let's say he gets five time, five points in one game and three in the other. So it's eight times two. It's sixteen points mm-hmm. rather than nothing. 
Exactly. So that's the whole point of um, getting your transfers and your players right for yeah. the single games. Now, there's a lot of, um, of detail and there are a lot of um, extra uh, stuff that you need to look at the schedule, at, mm-hmm. the, um, at the type of players that you need, mm-hmm. because the prices are different than FPL and you need some cheap ones to get the, the really big hit, the really big names. The other thing is you've got no bench so you need to make sure that all of your 11 players are playing they need to be like dead certs don't they exactly you you don't get rotation risk players mm-hmm. in in this game um uh, jotters mares these players are not as owned as in fpl because yeah. they might return a lot but if they don't play, you get nothing. And of course, you wouldn't dare captain them because you would get nothing times two, which means yeah. nothing. So it's very important. It's it's more important to get, um, let's say, a Brighton player because they also have a single game week um, in a few weeks rather than getting um, Cancelo, for instance, who might be coming in and out and be missing I mean, maybe he's not the best example because he's he's, he's really great. a good asset for yeah. this guy. But I think, you know, definitely yeah. we so, yeah. had done a special episode last season about how you gain points and stuff. So we don't need to to go into that. Yeah. Um, I assume that for the listeners that are really interested in in this, mm-hmm. they probably know a bit about Sky. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm we're just mentioning briefly do you want to mention your the, the draft team that you've got for your overall yeah so i've got currently i've got raya in goal i've got webster as one of my cheaper defenders then van dyke diaz and rudiger um oh. then i've got rafinha gallagher and ward prowse and then kane ronaldo and antonio very very good uh, yeah the front line is is really powerful yeah i think that um yeah, you the the problem with with the uh, sky is the midfielders. Yeah, definitely the midfield, which is the the blessing in FPL. Mm-hmm. So it's very different uh, way of of thinking it. First of all, because Salah is is a is an attacker in Sky, yeah. so you can't have him there. So the the midfielders that are available and are worth uh, captaining are Bruno, KDB usually. Mm-hmm. And more or less, that's it. I mean, yeah. you also have Havertz, you also have Mares. Okay, Gundogan was great last season, mm-hmm. but th- you can't compare them to Lukaku, Kane, yeah. Salah, Ronaldo. So, what is advisable is to have not a very strong midfield line. Mm-hmm. so that you can spend elsewhere, the money elsewhere. Last season, for instance, Antonio was considered a midfielder, so that was a, a really relieving uh, part. You could have him or or Grealish, who was playing Definitely. constantly. So you need to find players who play every week in, week out. Yeah, And the defenders are probably the most reliable assets in the game because Definitely. they get the points from passing tiers, from tackle tiers. Uh, I see why you're going big at the back with Diaz, uh, Van Dijk and uh, Rudiger. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking a lot of, of getting Sa. Uh, I don't have a, a specific uh, draft at the moment because yeah. I'm, I'm constantly changing. I think the three defenders you mentioned are probably the big hit. Maybe maybe all four of them actually would be the same for my team. Mm-hmm. I'm considering Stones because the injury of Laporte. Yeah. So I'm thinking that he might 
be take Diaz's place mm-hmm. for something cheaper. And uh, then I probably will go with Benrama in midfield because he's very, very cheap mm-hmm. and he might have this explosiveness. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with Bruno. I'm probably going to keep him. I'm not that certain. And then up front, I think I'm starting with Antonio Sala and Kane. Uh-huh. But might soon change that into um, a Lukaku when his fixtures start to go. There's no good entry point for Chelsea, unfortunately. No. Uh, the, a, another thought of mine is to go for a second Chelsea defender mm-hmm. because they get maybe a, a defender, meaning maybe get Mendy yeah. instead. So having both Rudiger and Mendy, who seem to be regulars, mm-hmm. and They've got the best defense anyway. And Rudiger will get passing tiers. Mandy will get clean sheets. So I think it's it's a good it's a good way to go. Definitely. Remember the transfers are limited. Yeah. So you have to think really far uh, ahead. We've Definitely. got 40 transfers till the end of the season. I haven't used any. I suppose neither have you, right? I used one because I was an idiot. Oh, you, okay. Did you do the song? thing from Salah um yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh yeah I I just tried to keep it uh simple I used a lot of transfers last season until yeah. Christmas I regretted that because at the end I could have gained a lot of um, points with just changing one player and I didn't have that opportunity yeah um anyway I think this is this is uh fine for Sky if if you are interested in, uh, if you are really playing the game and you're interested in getting more from us, yeah, please just drop us a line and we can include like more. a bit of Sky. Yeah, because we are kind of keen. Since last year, we, we are playing a bit more. Definitely. And uh, we're in it. So we'd be glad to include a bit of Sky Definitely. as well. And it's worth noting that the, the fixtures that we've got are only up until the 1st of November. From then on in, we don't have any more fixtures because you've got to wait for the Sky announcements on the TV, organisation, scheduling is the word I'm looking for. Um, So then those fixtures on game week 13 will then be all spread out and onwards. And we'll get those, what, two or three weeks before? Uh, I think that uh, I was listening to Ian Parin, who is the the guru on scheduling. uh, And uh, he was saying that, Mid September, we probably will have the whole fixture run up until Christmas. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Because some things are quite uh, clear already because we know the Champions League uh, and the, the European Cups in general. Mm-hmm. We know the schedule, and uh, we know that the team, which teams will going to go on a Saturday, which teams are going to go on a Sunday because yep. of the they're in, in the cups, mm-hmm. uh, but. There are a few question marks on a couple of fixtures mm-hmm. and they will be um, announced probably mid-September. Okay, so let's go on to wildcards. Wildcards, yes. Do you, want me so to do, if... do you want me to do a quick section on my wildcards? Because I haven't wildcarded, but my plan is in not in game week seven, like I've previously been stating. I've had a Ooh. change of heart um, and it's to go in game week eight. And the reason being is that Man City play Liverpool oh in game week seven. So I would be wildcarding in players like, well, I'd have like Salah and he'd be in my wildcard and he'd be playing against Man City. Same with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Whereas I can use 
Crystal Palace and Brentford. And then if I really want to, I could transfer out Salah and Ale- Trent Alexander-Arnold, or I can transfer out whoever I want. And then in game week eight, just bring them right back in again for Watford and the City players have someone else. Who has got your City players got? City players, game Burnley. week eight. Is- yeah, Burnley. It's where the run starts to get decent. Yeah. So all of the rest of my players have quite good fixtures in game week seven. Like uh, Ben White's got Brighton. Ailing has got Watford, Son's got Villa, Rafinha's got Watford, Traore's, when I get him in, he's going to have Newcastle. That's a bit of a reveal, isn't it? Antonio's got Brentford. So they've all got a pretty good game week seven. So I don't need to transfer any players out for that. Um, so yeah, that's my my plan is to go in game week eight. How about yours, Giannis? <laughs> uh, my plan is to go... <laughs> To go where I am, I mean, to stick to my wild card. I mean, it's uh, I can't do anything else at the moment. Yeah. And for the time being, I'm making so many drafts, and uh, you can look my my photo, my album. <laughs> you know, it's full of of snapshots of different teams with slight changes every time. I think I've got the idea of what to do, uh, but I'm just keeping the players I've got at the moment who are not going to be in my team just because of the price rises. I mean, I'm expecting until Friday, Saturday, I'm hoping for a rise of Yoris, of Raya, of uh, Reguillon, Alonso, Torres, let me see, who else? Gray, Benrama, and Antonio. If if they rise... not point one, I gain from each one of them, which is great. I mean, if two of them rise, I, I get 0.2, which is fantastic. I, I never thought I would. So I'm I'm just saving it for Saturday morning to make my... I hope I don't forget <laughs> to, to do... Yeah, you've got some long-term bonds that are just going to be trying to make you, make you money. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Uh, so of all these players I mentioned, I probably will only keep the two West Ham ones. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, my team looks as... Um, so I've got Sa in goal and mm-hmm. a 4 million goalkeeper. Probably, mm-hmm. probably I'm going to go with the Villa one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that if something go, goes wrong, I mean, Martinez is out for the, for the Chelsea game. Not that I want him <laughs> to play against Chelsea, but anyway. It's better to have one pointer than nothing. Yeah, true. Uh, so this is the, the goal. I mean, I'm not c- confident with it, with Sa. I'm thinking Meslier as well. I was also considering the two 4.5 mm-hmm. with Sanchez and uh, I think Raya. That they they have a really good, really good rotation. Yeah, but you know, hate rotation. So this is the reason I want to probably set and forget start there and uh, ignore what's happening up above the screen yeah now the defense the defense the in my latest draft is quite expensive okay because i've kaa rudiger and shaw who i consider quite nailed in my team mm-hmm. shaw is might become quickly stones mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks got him for his crosses to Ronaldo, you know, as as we all. I think that's fair. Uh, but I don't, I don't trust him for the following weeks. No. So I might get him now and then uh, swap him for stones when his fixtures improve, which mm-hmm. is around, you said, seven, eight. 
mm-hmm. game week seven, game week. Eight. And uh, my cheap ones, which are not very cheap, is Webster and White. Mm-hmm. So why did I go with Webster instead of Liveramento, for instance? Mm-hmm. Because I find that I mean that this would be the the alternate choice, of course. I I could go with a four million or a four point one. Yeah. Um, because I think that there's more into a cheap defender than uh, the less cheap, the, the strikers around 5, 5.5 or 6. So I prefer if I go really cheap on a striker and I have a fifth defender who might play, who might come in. Mm-hmm. And instead of having him last on the bench, I have my striker last on my bench, for instance. Yeah, that's that was the original thought when I had uh, Williams or Livermento at the last of uh, my bench. I had uh, Cucho or Armstrong, mm-hmm. and I did, it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I prefer to give half a million to one of the defenders and make them a decent choice, like Webster, I because agree. Uh, six. A six million striker does not give that much. No, I have a very cheap midfielder who is not going to be playing Mendy, the 4.4, which is sacrificed position. Yeah, because I wanted to go with the double Liverpool, Salah and Jota. Mm-hmm. I think that Jota is going to be playing as a striker now with uh, Firmino being out. Yeah, and then Ben Rock, as I said, I've gained some money from him and I, I hadn't have returned from him since I bought him mm-hmm. so I think it's worth being him there I agree and uh, Green as a Man United uh, asset hoping that he doesn't lose his spot or that even if he comes from the bench he might be involved in like, like a 5-0 win against Newcastle and he gets something out of it True. because you never know Yeah, and my attack is Antonio and possibly Kane. Okay. So it's not Lukaku, it's not Ronaldo. There are two reasons. I, I'm I'm going for Lukaku in game week seven. Yeah. From Kane to Lukaku. I think that's the wise transfer. Easy. And then probably back to Kane on game week 11. Yeah. And then Ronaldo in game week 15. Exactly. That's the long plan. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of... Of the thousands of managers who are going to do that. It's not like a bright idea or a special idea, but it, it's kind of a, a logical sequence uh, rotating the strikers. Agreed. So I prefer Kane. First of all, I think he is now part of the team Definitely. and he will be back and he will try to take advantage of his season in, in Spurs by scoring and getting that record, um, he needs he needs a lot of goals in one season. I don't think it's really possible. No, but I think that it's a good t- task for him. It's a good you know um, goal for him to to break that record and then become you know. A, I think it's impossible in one season. I think it's like forty nine. I think it's it's right. quite it's, high, but still, it's possible. But if he's scored- 2023 20, 24 it makes yeah. it easier for the following one to kind of break it uh, even half halfway to the season yeah true uh and lukaku has been rumored to have some issues he so, said himself yeah he said himself so i'm not that confident he's starting and with ronaldo again i'm not 100% sure he's going to be starting i mean i probably will hide behind the couch with him again Mm-hmm. But still, I think I can afford waiting instead of because if I had him, I would captain him. Yeah, and I would be terrified if I saw the lineup and wouldn't see him in. 
Yeah, agreed. So I think that's how I go. And my my third striker is Cucho, who has really great fixtures. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's starting, and I don't think I've got the money to upgrade him to. Oh, I I do. I think it's five point two. Dennis, yeah. because I had to not point two in the bank. So if I gain something out of the players I've got, mm-hmm. I might upgrade him to who's more nailed on for for the spot. Yeah, or I might go for Liberamento mm-hmm. instead of of Webb or Ben White. I think Ben White is a good player. Agreed for this time now. They're amazing run. Uh, so yeah, this this is the plan. Mostly the goalkeeper is the question. Apart from that, I think the other players are kind of sets for me so i yeah if you were having ronaldo doubling up ronaldo and greenwood wouldn't it be a bat wouldn't be a good thing for me i I think one united asset and only one united asset makes sense right now and it is big ron because yeah he just he will dominate that team he dominates the portugal team and he will that has fernandez in it and we've seen how that happens and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, when Bruno came in, pretty much bowed down to whatever Bruno said and worked his tactics all around Bruno. So now Ronaldo is coming in. I fully expect something similar to happen. Um, so yeah, I think Greenwood's a good pick still. You've got two at that price point, which is the thing. So looking at team structure going forwards for the long term, you've got this team for a long time now. The Son price point for me, even though I don't want Son in my team right now, is useful because I can drop him down to any of the nine millions that I might want. Any of those players like, you know, eight, nine million, whereas to get from Jota up is going to be a little bit more, you're going to have to release money. It's going to be two transfers. So that's my only comment on on your team. You've also got one, yeah, you've got one dead player in the midfield in Mendy and you've got one stroke, Kucho or, or uh, Dennis up front are, good in my opinion but i've got dead players all around my team as well so i'm not really one to comment um you know the mid price that you said jota and greenwood mm-hmm. uh are possibly either staying at that price range because i could go to torres yeah and it's cheaper he's the third in that in that mid range yeah or go even lower because i will need him to rafinha or harrison yeah and that good free money to upgrade Cucho into a decent striker. Sure. And it um, I don't know if it, I could go to a covered Lewin, but maybe to a Jimenez or something like that. Yeah. So I don't mind having them two there because the bracket from 7.6 and upwards up until Son is not that interesting to me. At the minute. It, at the moment, yeah. It's got Mares, it's got Havertz and Grealish. These are the players for me that would make a difference. Yeah. But I don't see them in within the month mm-hmm. to be so necessary. That's that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, I see that. So if if you're talking about Son, yes, I do regret. I don't like the fact that I I have him out of my team. Mm-hmm. But price that I couldn't afford, no matter what I did. Yeah. So it's. Better for me, for instance, which I would never do, to drop Salah to Son mm-hmm. and save the money for a second striker, for instance. If Antonio, yeah. if something goes wrong with Antonio Touchwood, mm-hmm. uh, he he could be upgraded to Lukaku and have Lukaku and uh, Son, for instance, instead of, of what I've got now. Yeah. But I don't really need the, the eight, eight, nine million bracket. So that's why I've got, I'm keeping Greenwood and Jota 
So I can both downgrade them into Taurus and Rafinha. And then with... Uh, with one and a half million, you could probably go into something better. So yeah, and then just looking at my team, I've got one change that I've already made, which was Tsimikas to white. Uh, that was because I didn't want Tsimikas, his price was dropping, and I think white is a very good asset. Um, he started playing for the Arsenal under-23s. He had a one game, 45 minutes for them, so he could come back in. And uh, I'm really hoping he does. The other one is Gabriel, who's at 5 million, who's also been playing for the under-23s. So that could be... I'm hoping they both come in and displace both of the people that are in the current team. But we will see how that works going forwards. The other player that... I've got one more transfer, and that is potentially... Option one is Saar to Traore, even though Watford have quite a good run or Rafinha to Traore to um, mitigate the Rafinha missing Liverpool match, or it's Fernandez to Traore and Ivan Toni up to Ronaldo. And I must say the minus four is looking really tempting. So I think when you see my team reveal on Saturday morning, it's going to have Ronaldo in it. And I'm yeah, I'm almost certain that's the way it's going to be. Uh, I've got just enough cash to do it. Um, but that Ronaldo transfer allows me the the game against Everton in game week seven. And if I really want to, I can transfer Ronaldo out for Lukaku in that game. Lukaku is also really heavily in my in my thinking. I'm really not not sure that Ronaldo isn't going to be Lukaku either. So yeah, we'll just we'll see we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty sure I'm okay up until uh, game week seven, and then I'll take take my wild card in game week eight. So yeah, that makes sense. Team reveal is basically Sanchez, Trent. Depends if Pereira's going to start, but he's playing against Man City anyway, so he's probably first on my bench anyway. White, Liveramento, and Ailing on the bench. Um, Salah, Fernandez if he's in the team. Son, yeah, Rafinha probably is going to take up my uh, another bench position. Uh, Traore, Saar, uh, Antonio, and Ronaldo. But we'll get something along those lines out to you on Twitter before the game week starts. And who's your third striker? Perica. Ah, um, who is no, he's currently uh transferred to Maccabi Hafia. So he's a he's a red flag. So somewhere in there a transfer is going to go out in and out so that I don't have four players on my bench uh from the outfield players. <laughs> good, good, good. No, it, it does make sense. I can like dead end my team into that, can't I really? Which is the plan really. Yeah. That's us. We've got our buy me a coffee in our Patreon. So please feel free to do that. Please like, like, and subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. We've had a quite, we've had some technical problems in this podcast. So we really do apologize for that. But yeah, please uh, get in contact with us in any means that you have available to you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we wish you guys well for the game week. Um, and until then, stay safe and stay tuned. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Uso Radio.